Hey, this is Dawn from Reaching Women Everywhere. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be discussing Kent Crockett's book called Slaying the Giants with Debbie Snyder. I have an excerpt from our discussion. We're going to be listening to it over the next several podcasts. So let's welcome Debbie. Debbie, welcome. Hi, Dawn. Well, today we are continuing to talk about Kent Crockett's book, and we're going to talk about guilt. I feel like I'm carrying a bag of rocks with this one because I I know what the the word says. (laughs) I struggle with this. (laughs) I think I don't think you're alone, my friend. I was I was telling you earlier, my I spoke with my daughter and, and she was going back over some things from our life and just rehashing it. I just felt so guilty and I thought, Oh my gosh, this is a great way to start this podcast. So, um, but so here we go (laughs) and everybody, everybody feels it. It is, this is a, it's a good chapter. We, we really talked about a a lot on our zoom meeting. Uh, you know what I thought would be a great way to start that the duck story. Oh yeah, that is, it's a great story. So should we read it? Just rehash. Should we just rehash it real quick? So the sure. Yeah, let's let's fill them in on that duck story. Uh, go ahead. You can or I can. Either one it doesn't matter. We can fill each other. We can fill it in the gaps for each other. Yeah. So, do you remember the author of the book? I can't. I can look it up. Who is? What? Here, I'll look it up. Okay. But um, so in our book, well, Kent Crockett. You mean you mean he was referring? Different. Well, he was referring to another book that in that book. I'll look it up. In a oh, bit. oh, oh, it's Will Daylight Come, that book. Okay, yes. Thank will you. Daylight Come. Sorry, I didn't know. Yeah, Will, will Daylight Come. Going with that. The little boy is got a slingshot. He's out back in grandma's, uh, by grandma's pond. Grandma has a pet duck. And the pet duck, uh, well, got hit with a split. So the little boy aimed and, and, and uh, tried out a slingshot and hit the duck and uh, got him good. And he was a dead duck. Right, so a dead duck, a dead, a dead duck, duck. <laughs> a dead duck. So, but as he turned around, wait. So he picked up the duck to put it in the wood pile, and there he turned around, and there was his his sister was standing there, right? And then, so I don't know. And then what what happened? So his sister then threw so, out the. So well, the sister, yeah, his sister was there, saw the whole scene, um, and he was just playing, uh, practicing a slingshot. Happened to hit the duck right in the head, and the duck died. So, of course, he turns around and sees the sister right when he was trying to hide the duck. Mm-hmm. And um, so they went about their, their night, they went home, they were having dinner. It was time to clear off the table. And it was Sally, his sister's turn to, to clear off the table. So the grandmother says, Sally, it's your turn to clean off the table. And she says, no, I think it's Johnny's turn. And she looked at Johnny and he knew exactly why she said that. So he got up and cleaned off the tables. She was yeah, she basically holding it over his head. Right. She would say, remember the duck. Remember the duck. Duck. Yep. <laughs> and then what was the next day? They were going to go fishing. And the grandma said, oh, no, Sally needs to stay with me because I need her help making supper. And she said, oh, no, that's OK. Johnny's going to stay with you. And she looked at him and said, remember the duck. Yep. Right. <laughs> Kept whispering in his ear, remember the duck? The duck? <laughs> and uh, and then what had happened, um, I guess uh, he kept getting, you know, condemned by that 
by his, his sister and saying, remember the duck, remember the duck. So finally, um, I guess he got tired of doing all his, his her chores and, and having to stay behind. And mm -hmm. they finally started talking about it. And the grandma said to him, Johnny, you don't need to say any further. I saw you kill the duck and I saw you try to hide the duck. But at that moment is when I forgave you. Right. And right, she and she she said, I just wondered how long you were going to let Sally make a slave of you. That's right. That was that was the wording that got me. Yeah, because this is a parallel. This is a story of what Satan does to us. And because he is the accuser of the brethren and he is going to make us feel guilty no matter what we did, uh, especially even if he and we just talked about temptation last week. He's going to be the one to tempt us. Yeah. And then we'll be, and then if we sinned, he's then going to turn around and say, you did this. And he's going to make you feel guilty. Absolutely. So he's not on our side. So, and that yeah. remember the duck, that's what Satan does to us. Remember what you did. Remember how you didn't handle that. Well, remember how you made those people feel, remember how you botched it. And a lot of times he'll do it. Um, when we're quiet, like in, like we wait, first wake up in the morning. I don't know. You and I talked about that. That's a big, I'm sorry. That's big, a time. Yeah, that's a time. You know, and also we, we have to remember, we have to remember that, um, you know, Johnny, for that amount of time, he was Sally's slave. And, that, that and that's is, what we uh, are. That's what we are, you know, to Satan. We're his slave if we continue listening to what he's whispering in our ears. Right. And, and it's a lie. It's a, it's it's an that for us to believe that if we, and if our, the image of ourselves uh, does not line up with what God says, we're guilty of believing a lie. We're instead of, so we're listening to what Satan says about us. Right. You're, right. you're this, you're that, you, you know, you, he'll, he'll recall our sins. God says he forgives them as far as the East is from the West. Yes. And which they never meet. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the point is. He chooses to forget it all. It doesn't, he looks at us and he sees Jesus. Right. And we're going to get into that more. I wanted to read just Romans 8, 1 real quick. It says, therefore, it starts with, and I always love that a preacher once said, if you see the word therefore, go back a, a verse and find out what it's there for. Because it's usually, pre, you know, following something that's important. It says, uh, the verse before actually says, thanks be to God for my deliverance through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then on one hand, I myself with my mind serve the law of God, but on the other with my flesh, my human nature I, and my sinful capacity, I, I serve the law of sin. This was, we were talking a couple of weeks back on when Paul was talking about the new nature versus the old nature. And, and I keep messing up. I keep doing these sins. Well, 8.1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation and no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as a personal Lord and Savior. Again, that's the Amplified Bible. Yeah. I am. Um, so that there is no condemnation. There is a difference between condemning. That's what the enemy will do to us. Where That's where there's guilt opposed to conviction when we are seeking the Lord and the Holy Spirit will bring something to our mind that needs resolving uh, and, and we need to take that before the Lord. And it's done very in a different manner also. Uh, that condemning, um, raking you over the coals thing, that's not how the Holy Spirit deals with us. He is a, he's gentle, he's kind, and he's firm. He, there is a firmness, but it's not 
that gut-wrenching guilt. <laughs> yeah, it's a conviction. So I remember, I always remember, is this voice I'm hearing, is it convicting me or is mm-hmm. it condemning me? Mm-hmm. And when you, when, if it's condemning, then it's definitely from Satan. And, and obviously when it's pertaining to guilt or something that we've done, it's, it's absolutely condemnation. It, it is, it is. Yeah. And, and we do sin. I would love to think that just because we accept Jesus Christ as our savior, that we're not going to anymore. That would be awesome. But we will. And we do not that we are, we want to, and we are trying to live a life that is pleasing unto the Lord, but in our human nature, we sin, but we're aware of it. The Holy spirit convicts us. We take it before the Lord and we ask for forgiveness and that he cleanses us from our unrighteousness and he, and it's done. And that's, a, that's where we leave it at the foot of the cross. Right. I, but, I, what's, but what's so important and what we all have a hard time doing is receiving it. And we talked about that today. We talked about the receiving of it, that, it, that that's where, um, you know, that, that guilt feeling will leave us once we've received it. And, you know, I liked um, in Hebrews, you know, God promises his children, I will be merciful to their iniquities and I will remember their sins no more. So we, we have to, that, that's, that's what his word says. And we mm-hmm. need to receive that in our hearts wholeheartedly, just receive that so that, you know, knowing that we've sinned, yes, we're aware of it, but then right away, right at that time of sinning, we need to have come into our mind that I will be merciful to my, to their iniquities and I will remember the sin no more. That's what has to come into our mind immediately for that condemnation to stay away. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I mean, and it's, it's an understanding of, of what God's word says about us and yeah. where, and what right standing in Christ really means. And it's not just when we come before God at the end of, of our life yet, but at, but right now, every day we can go boldly before the throne of of grace and obtain mercy and in time of need, just like the word says in first uh, Corinthians chapter one, verse eight, it says, and he will also confirm you to the end, keeping you strong and free of any accusation so that you will be blameless beyond reproach in the day of the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to stand with him one day um, at white as snow and just as he, he is our representative, he, he stood in that gap. He was nailed and, and in bondage uh, to the tree so that we could be set free. And I have been walking with the Lord for a long time. And I, when I think about it, it's still just such a weighty uh, thing to comprehend for me. It's yeah. just that, that he would sacrifice everything for, for me. And he it says he died for us while we were yet still sinners and he took that. And I think with the guilt, we often, when we feel bad about something, we want to, I think, hold on to that guilt because it, that it's like we're punishing ourselves because we, we don't want to do wrong. And, and somehow that feeling bad almost feels good in a weird way. Or it's, it's that we're hiding, but it's like we're hiding it too. You know, it's, it's, um, we have to we have to be honest with God and admit that's another part of re- doing you know removing guilt in the right way would be to to be honest and admit just like King David did 
You know, mm -hmm. we talked about how King David admitted in Psalm, I think it was Psalm 32, that, um, you know, let me just look it up really quick here. It's in the book. Yeah. I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I did not hide. Mm -hmm. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. That was King David saying that in Psalm 32. That's so good. That's, that is something that we could exercise daily. I mean, obviously I know I sin daily. I sure. sin probably every minute. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, but just to, just to admit it to God and know that he has forgiven me, you know? Well, I um, had heard, I can't take credit. I can't remember who said it either, but the saying of forgiveness is not how to say how to how to go now I oh it doesn't it, it's not hurting the other person it's hurting you well that that, that is true and that is so true yeah like trying to take poison and think it's going to hurt somebody else right help. yeah no but this is just you know god doesn't find out about our sin when he knows, yeah right when we tell him that we're not informing him of something new because he already knew but when we confess and ask for forgiveness is when we're getting rid of it Yes. And that that's that's what is so um, freeing to know that because it's silly to think that we could hide something from God. Yeah, he knows all of it. So it's and he's not asking us to confess things uh, for because so because he needs, he needs to, know. to know. Right. right. It's for our own freedom. And yeah. the guilt is false often. And it's it's the way Satan tries to keep us enslaved, just like that little girl was trying to keep her brother as her own personal little slave. We, own we are free in Christ yeah. and, and guilt is bondage. Yeah. And, and I, so we are set free and we have to remember that because it is a daily, like you said, it's a daily battle that we have that Christ already fought and won for us, but we have to take hold of that and own it and receive it. And, you know, I loved what we talked about with the confession, that confession isn't admitting just like what you said, but rather confession that you believe God has forgiven you. So mm -hmm. like a lot of times we think that confession, just like what you said, that we're admitting like God doesn't know. So we need to confess it to him. No, that's not the importance of confession. It's, it's the, it's believing is, is showing God that you believe that he's forgiven you for his sin. Mm -hmm. so and it's, your, it's accepting it. Right. And accepting it and receiving it and receiving it. And we also talked about how do we receive something that we don't see? And, and we, we talked about how, you know, we have to live by faith. We have, that's trusting mm -hmm. God's word, going back to God's word again. That right. it's, it's, um, it's living by, by faith, not by sight. Right. Hebrews 11, one, I'll read it. I, I'm going to read it as amplified because that's mm -hmm. the definition of faith. It's now faith is the assurance, confirmation of the things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. And in parentheses, it says the conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as a fact what cannot be experienced in the physical senses. You can't. So I know I, it's something you probably, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That's kind of the shorter version most people remember, but it's. You can't touch it. <laughs> you can't touch yeah. it. And, and so it's, yeah, it's believing and receiving, but that's the salvation message. We, we believe that Jesus Christ died for us. We weren't there the way Peter 
and was. We weren't, we did not get to see firsthand, but he says, greater are those who are blessed that are going to believe and not see. But when you have walked with the Lord and you have, you read his word and it is alive. When you're living a Christian life, it is more real than the trees that you are looking at in your yard. Um, I heard this really neat illustration where there was a, pro a professor who was at the front of a college classroom denouncing Christ and just mm. not, you know, saying that he is not real and blah, 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 and going mm -hmm. on. And unfortunately, this is a very common practice in the, the public college uh, situation. When I was there, I experienced it. I remember sitting, I went back to school as an adult and I remember thinking, I am so thankful that I am a believer that is grounded in their faith in this class. And my heart broke for these young people because I'm look, watching them as they're hanging on every word of these professors. And I'm thinking, oh my, they are believing yes. what this person is saying as like the gospel. And it mm -hmm. is so wrong. Okay, not to get uh, sidetracked. But so you can see this kind of scenario and this guy is at the front. And I, and I believe this really happened. It was a story I had, had read. And in the back, a young man stands up and uh, pulls an apple out of his pocket and says, Professor, uh, what does my apple taste like? And I guess he takes a bite. He says, what does my apple taste like? He goes, how am I supposed to know what your apple tastes like? I can't, I've never tasted it. He goes, neither have, and neither do you know anything about my Jesus if you have never tasted him. Mm, and I yeah. thought, you know what, you, you can't judge something that you have nothing that you have never experienced and, and experienced. That's right. Right. And it is, it is supernatural. It is not tangible. Like we read in Hebrews 11, one, it is not natural circumstance. It is a, it is a faith. <laughs> That's why they call it faith. <laughs> this is our faith. This is our belief. And it's, but it, when your faith in Christ is experienced, it, it is more real than anything. In, and the, in the this most earth. beautiful, the most beautiful thing is that we don't do any of it. It's the Holy Spirit inside yes. of us that we, we are to receive. Once we receive the rest of that, the Holy Spirit's in, in within us doing that. And it's, it's just such a, such a beautiful thing. It's just, well, what, when Jesus said, all, all you need is, is the is a faith of a mustard seed. When yes. I was a little girl, my grandma gave me this little ball, this little globe kind of ball with a tiny little mustard seed. And it just breaks my heart. I have no idea what happened to it. I don't know if it was in a move or I think it might've been in during a hurricane and I had lost, lost it. And, uh, but it was this, it was the tiniest little seed. And it was such a, a, a neat reminder of, you know, it's somebody made jewelry, but to look at this going, this is what Jesus was talking about. This tiny seed produces the biggest plant. He said, and that's all the faith that you need to have great faith. And it was, that's what he was telling the people. And here, you know, we're talking about guilt, but when, when you have that faith in who he is as a savior mm -hmm. and, and, and in God, the father and in the word and that the, his promises are real then, and you believe what he says about you then that guilt has to find another place if you can't own it and i personally have made decisions and i think at the time without going into detail they weren't bad decisions or or even i would say wrong but as life has gone on 
you know, different things happen and you've got that hindsight, right? That's 2020 and you go, mm-hmm. okay. And, and I start feeling guilty. Like, well, maybe if I would have done this, then this would have been different, you know? And, but you can't do that because those are stories. I don't know. I'm sure everybody does this in their head. We, we think if this happened, then it would be this way. But that's just because we're thinking that we don't really know how it would have turned out differently, but those guilt trails in our brain can really, you know, take off. I, 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 I ha- I'm, I'm, I'm all too familiar with them, sadly. Uh, but well, ultimately, what it does is it keeps us from from moving forward and and being useful for God. Oh, because absolutely. it keeps us stuck. I mean, it literally keeps us stuck. And 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 now we're you know not of of good use for for God's work because we oh. we, we need to get out of that. We need to. Well, get out it's of that. Satan's trying to discredit us, and the thing is, because exactly. there's truth in it, uh, we listen and we think. Oh, you know what? He's right. Oh my, yeah. I can't do this. Like, look at who I am. Who, who yeah. am I? And, and, and then there's some, and then of course, you know, Satan will find someone to agree with him who will pick up the phone and, and pretty much confirm everything he's saying and discourage us. And then we're thinking, Oh my word, look at this, you know, yeah. and, and comes keeps piling it on. Absolutely. Just it on. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so now I could even, I, this is, I don't think it goes away. I, I unfortunately don't think that it's something, it's something we always need to keep in check and we need to understand who we are in Christ Jesus. I think mm-hmm. that's the bottom line mm-hmm. because if we know who we are, then those lies aren't going to mean as much, obviously. And uh, a, a long time ago, I'd saw this, um, I was working with youth in a church and they were giving this message and they had this illustration uh, this video where this person kept carrying around this backpack filled with heavy rocks and, and they was equated they were equating that to the guilt of sin and it wasn't until they and they took it everywhere with them and they exhausted them and it was it was this heavy burden literally you know a load it's a, a burden is a load and it was they had the those rocks are are sins and we need to just dump the rocks, you know, they're gone that they leave them at the foot of the cross. That's what he died for. And Satan's that lie thinks we have to carry them around with us all the time. And, and sometimes people hold on to them because it's their identity. And it's that's not who we are supposed to be in, in, as believers. We're, yeah. we're, fr- we're free. And, and his word says my yoke, you know, my yoke is easy. My his burden is light. light. Yes. My burdens are light. And we have to remember that every single one of our sins from the past, in the future, and currently, right now, today, every single one of our sins has been nailed to the cross and have been washed with the blood of Jesus. Yes, it has. In, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, if any person is engrafted in Christ, he's a new creature. He's a, a new, new creature. Creation. The old one has passed away. And, yeah. and the, the new has come and, and we have to remember that always because right. I don't care if it's 10 years later, 20 years later, Satan's, Satan's a pain. And he will, if, if he sees a weak spot and that we're struggling, he's going to bring some, up anything that he can to derail us. And we just have to remember that uh, and that we're all in this together. And yes. that's, that's why we do this podcast that's why we talk to each other as believers because we to encourage to yes. encourage and to remind you know it's not reminding of it you know it, it's it's we so our our minds so easily forget and and technically we do tend to go towards the negative 
I don't know why, but rather than the positive. So we need God's word and and friends like you and I, Dawn. I mean, mm-hmm. how many times have you and I pulled each other up? Oh, wow, it's so- <laughs> and, and and you know, find a friend that um that is is willing to at at, at times that that you know to keep you accountable and, and to mm-hmm. remind you of what God's word says to to help with those those times where burden becomes very heavy. You know, just just one scripture could change the entire your entire day, your entire week, you know, True. it's, amazing. it's and, amazing. And the Lord uses uh, godly friends to yes. enrich your life. And he will speak w- the word through them, truth through them, where you'll, I know Debbie, you'd share a scripture and it just ministers to my heart exactly where I am. Sometimes we find ourselves dealing with the same things and God, the Lord reached out to people, everybody. He had, he had a ministry, he reached out to the unsaved because that was, He's the That's who needed him. But, That's who but, needed his, him. but exactly. his immediate friends, he had a very close group that surrounded him that was in ministry with him. And I think we have to be careful um, to the, the people who are close to what is being poured into our heart and into our mind and make sure mm-hmm. that people aren't pulling you down. It says that bad company corrupts good morals. And yes, yeah, I have uh, teen sons and at home with me and with their we had a situation not too long ago. One of them was friending somebody and I was a little concerned, you know, we want everyone, we want them to love everyone. And, and, but this person was, it was, I, I don't, bad news. I don't know what else to <laughs> have, say, making some bad choices. And I'm, you know, I'm like, you gotta just be, you gotta be smart. You know, you need to keep yourself uh, from being part of that. But, and I explained that same thing to him. Jan, his, his, actually, this is the conversation. He said, well, Jesus was friends to, with sinners. And I said, you know what? Not his close friends. And you've got to surround yourself with people who you're like-minded and that uh, are going to be like iron. Like we talk about iron sharpening. Iron sharpens iron. Yes. And there, there's a lot of scripture. I can't think of one off the top of my head where, you know, uh, God's word warns us, um, warns us who we keep company with. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's extremely important. And, and the thing is, then, you know, you're on, then you're on the path to living a life that's pleasing to the Lord. It's, you're being fruitful. Lord. You're going down and you're going to stay away from situations that you're going to, that brings us back to that guilt. That's you know? right. And because again, if you keep in, if you keep in mind that guilt is bondage, that's why I really like that duck story because it's, it's a slave and we do not have to be slaves. We're, we're a slave unto our right to righteousness. We're a slave mm-hmm. to Christ because not that he's enslaved. He has not enslaved us. We are um, just, how does, how do, how, what is that scripture? I guess a slave unto righteousness. We just want that. It, that's what we're serving. That's our, yes. that's our heart. Yes. Um, there's a verse again. I, first Corinthians was really full when I was looking some things up in six eleven. I don't think I read this one yet. I, as some it says, and such were some of you before you believed. You were washed, but you I'm sorry, but you were washed by the atoning sacrifice of Christ. You were sanctified, which means set apart for God and made holy. You were justified and declared free from guilt in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Holy Spirit of God, which is the source of the believer's new life and changed behavior. So he's, mm. uh, he's declaring us, you are no longer that person. You are, you are mine. And, you are new. And you know, he did this for us. And 
we have to let that go because it, we, we, he can't make us let things go. And that is something I'm always learning. You got to let it go and forgive yourself. I, we talked about forgiveness. If, if someone, if you haven't heard that yet, it's a podcast we did before this one. And I really feel like they flow together, <laughs> the yes. forgiveness and the guilt. And you have to forgive yourself or you're going to end up living a life of guilt. Yes. And it's just as important to, you know, to forgive others because that's what we're commanded to do. But a lot of times what we forget is that um, what happens is when we don't forgive ourselves, that's when guilt sets in. And it just keeps building and building. So I liked how in, in the book, he went from unforgiveness to guilt. They were back-to-back -back uh, uh, chapters. Yes. And there's a reason why he did that. I'm sure now I see it now that we're, you know, we, we did the guilt uh, chapter, that it, it's more personal. The guilt unforgiveness um, of ourselves is what produces that guilt. Right. And, uh, and just to uh, leave with a kind of a takeaway it's because if we can not if we hold on to that guilt and don't let it go it prevents us from going forward and and being used the way god wants us to i just want to Absolutely. repeat that like what you said before because i think that's important because i think sometimes when we allow ourselves to be beaten up because we feel bad about something and so we're like, well, I kind of want to feel bad about it because I was wrong and I deserve to be flogged, you know, and, <laughs> and yeah. I think we could do that to ourselves very, very easily, but we stay there and we don't progress until we let it go. And that is a hard, it's hard because we don't feel like we deserve it. It's, if, if we really feel we did something wrong. And therefore, it's maybe a justified guilt in, in our minds. Then it's hard to let go to think, well, we don't deserve Jesus and what he did. When that's that, well, that's the point. We, mm -hmm. we don't deserve it. And you know what's funny is that we'll, we'll feel guilty about the sin that we committed. But yet we don't look at staying stuck in a guilt sense. Is That's also a sin. I, it's pride. That's it's pr exactly it stem from pride. It is. And, and so it's like so saying the blood. Itself, it's also a sin. So, you know, it's again, and again, going back, it's all washed. It is but from the blood of Jesus. It's, it's, we're all washed with the blood of Jesus. It is, so it's just like, it's, it's gone. It is gotten. Yeah. And you have to say this to yourself. Like what is there that the blood can't take care of? There is nothing. Nothing. That the blood, the blood of Jesus is so powerful. There is mm -hmm. nothing that is more powerful than the blood of Jesus Christ. That you can't wash. That's it. Absolutely. Amen. And, oh my gosh. Amen. And so, there you go. Mm. <laughs> this was yeah. great. I mean, it's, and next yeah. week we are going to be talking about um, change, change, and how to about change and how how um, let's see he the way he he. Um, it's breaking out of comfort zones. Mm, wow. How many of us stick into that comfort zone and, oh. you know, get stuck in that, in that yes. area. We're so, all, and wow. <laughs> in so many one. ways, mental comfort zones, physical comfort zones, we all have them. So, but. And, We're going to learn a lot, but this was great. Oh, this was so important that we talk about the guilt. Very, um, that's sure. awesome. All right. Well. 
I'm, I'm excited. I feel like we could just go on forever and I'm excited about the next week. So thank you so much for joining us and we're going to, you're welcome. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Debbie. Okay. John. See you next week. Thank you so much for joining us today at Reaching Women Everywhere, and we will see you back here next week. God bless.